All right, welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. We're not only going to talk the Jags, we're finally going to talk about the Chargers today. But before we do that, uh, we've been anticipating this for about a week and a half. I assume you all have as well. Uh, let's do our Olympic flag football teams. Brandon, you ready for and this? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's a, it's also a real thing now. It is. So this what is a so what fun. a perfect so time to do it. We waited actually at the perfect time. Thank you. The International Olympic Committee, the, what is it, the International something, the International Football uh, uh, Association, as well as the NFL, for pushing for this to happen, as well as confirming to us the NFL and the NFLPA are going to work together to allow NFL players to play flag football for their respective countries, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, I like we we were excited thinking this was just a pipe dream, but now that it's finally here, I mean, it's just so exciting because it's like you know you don't have to worry about I mean you still have to worry probably about about guys you know getting hurt because you know they're still running around, but you know no pads, you know they're not they're not going to be hitting each other, which is great. So and you still get to see top talent on display. So not only that, from that, the that US, is it. not only from the U.S. but around the world, and also can I? Can I mention that we're also going to get to talk some women's flag football in a few years as yeah, well, which is, is going to be super fucking fun. Because I could make yeah. an argument the women's side, the woman, women's football internationally is really big. Like it's yeah, bigger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of interesting teams. Uh, so the women's side is going to be really interesting as well. Uh, but let's get to the men's. Our rules for this exercise is the Olympics start tomorrow. You are the committee. You are the USA football committee. You are the judge, juror, and I guess executioner, even though it doesn't make any sense in this case. You have <laughs> quarterback slash safety as your first slot, running back slash linebacker, tight end slash defensive lineman is your third. Your fourth and fifth is wide receiver slash corner. Again, these are positions that they play on both sides of the ball and six alternates, however you want to form them to play your positions if they are needed. Of course, they're going to rotate as you go with them, uh, but that is in your head coach's discretion. I don't know who would coach this team, but I'm not going to think about it because I think it'd be someone very specific to flag football. So we're not going to worry about that. Um, do, how do you want... And technically, 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 we're the coaches anyway because we we came up with these lineups. We can, sure, I guess so, we are. We are technically, the, technically, we yeah. So there, there's where the executioner the GM. is. There's where the executioner is. We execute the plays with these guys. Yeah, and someone oh my God, be mad. And, and someone actually won a spot from today's game. I watched him and went, "I want him on my team." We'll get to that. So someone actually won a spot on my Olympic team today. Yep, and then somebody from today's game is is I I don't want to put him in yet, but I will use him as an honorable mention. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. So, so do you want to go in order? Actually, do you want to go in order like quarterback, running back, tight end, and then both of your receivers? Do you want to uh, just do one well, by one like that, or do you just want to reveal everyone's teams? Well, I like one by one because then we can kind of uh, compare. Also, should we do Shane's first or should we do ours first? We are leaving Shane's till Sunday. Okay, that makes sense. That's fine. We're leaving Shane's until Sunday for suspense. He has a really interesting team as well. Uh, yeah, there's, there's there's a couple differences. Yeah. So I have a weird one as well. You're gonna be surprised with your number one. 
slot for your Olympic committee, the the Brandon Olympic Committee at quarterback slash safety selects who? For quarterback at safety, I am taking, and I am a homer, but damn, damn right I am. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Jalen Hurts as well. I don't think there's a question. The physicality, yeah. the speed, he has it all. He's perfect for this format. And he's a, and he's a true, true dual threat. So, uh, you know, he, he can, can run, safety. he can throw. He can play safety. He can, and he can play side. Yeah, he's, and he's, and he's, he's not, yeah, he's physical, yes, but it, people forget because he is so physical, but he has a dual threat, so he's athletic. So um, it makes sense. I think it's easy That's enough. Boy. Running back slash linebacker. Brandon Olympic Committee selects. This one was easy. CMC. Christian McCaffrey is also McCaffrey. on my team. Very easy. Great back, great out of the backfield. He'll still be very elusive, especially in flag. He has this extra ability to be as elusive as possible. It's easy. All right. Tight end slash defensive lineman. Yep. This was uh this is pretty easy again. This is Travis Kelsey. This is Travis Kelsey. This so. is this is Taylor Swift's boyfriend, without a question. I'm gonna have Taylor Swift as my cheerleader. She's actually gonna be the cheerleader. She's not gonna be on the bleachers for me. Very easy. No comment for that joke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. I, 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 I deal with her, seeing her enough on TV. I, I listen. The lyrics. I, You're I get tired. It. Oh, ha, You're ha, tired. Very, you're tired but of it. I'm You're also, done. I, You're done. I, I'm tired. I'm both physically tired because it's 1140, below past 1145 Eastern time as we're, as we're talking about this. But also it's it's the fact that I'm tired of seeing her 17,000 times during the game. So Fair. I'm just, I'm doubly tired. Uh, I, I, we're, we're done. Okay, moving on. Uh, our leader, we don't even have to discuss it. Wide receiver slash corner is, tra- is, uh, is our LeBron James Tyreek Hill. Uh, there's no yep. question here. Easy. Uh, who's your number five? Who's your last wide receiver slash corner? I debated this, but I think the more I thought about it, I just stuck with it from our initial list, and it's still to me is Travis Hunter. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, but, but my my backups like we'll I, get I to the still struggle. Yeah, I still struggle putting him as a starter, but I think for now, like you know. And just just as you know, just as for fun, I'm still leaving him as my as my second wide receiver in terms of starters. And uh, I mean, he's been hurt past couple weeks, but at the same time, this is flag football. He's not going to be taking hits. He's still really good on both. I mean, he's the you know the only guy in college that can really do both at a high level. Um, to me, that's pretty easy to put him with, even though he's with the pros in that case. It's still easy to put him in there because he and he can fill both roles really well. Cause he's the only, he's the only one, at least in college right now. At the top of their game, playing both positions. Yeah. So Travis uh, Hunter took one of my wide receiver cornerback alternate spots. So, yeah, there you go. That's fair. That, that's that. He's like a he was the fringe for me. So, uh, but I'm gonna leave him in there as a starter just because, you know, just just because. Yeah, I I, I put him in as an alternate. Uh, my final pick is Justin Jefferson. Speed. Yeah, that, and, and that's and that's. Yep, that's where I was going to go to if I didn't put Travis Hunter in my top. So, yeah, basically, yeah, those are the two fringe guys for me. They yeah. either make or miss the starters. Yeah, so so there we go. So we got, we got okay, so we got Justin Jefferson is one of your alternates. Travis Hunter is one of your alternates. What is your second alternate? For which position? Oh, you want, oh did you do it by position as well? 
Yeah. Okay. I did it by position. Okay, as well. so let's do quarterback and safety. So quarterback for my alternate. Uh I I was debating between two guys, but I think just in terms of uh it came down to one thing and that was turnovers. So to me, my second uh quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. Same here. I think it's an easy choice. So I was I was gonna pick jo- uh, Josh Allen, but turnovers are. I mean, listen, it's it's different when you're playing full pads, full speed, all that stuff. But still, Josh Allen is still very turnover prone. I mean, and so has Jalen Hurts been this year. But but this is just but that's just, like everybody's quick to ride Jalen Hurts for one game. It was one game. Josh Allen is still a the most turnover prone quarterback probably in the league. Now here's Dak. Now here's the question you're gonna get, and here's the question I'm gonna get. So take your Eagles bias out of here. And tell me your answer to the media's number one question with this lineup. Why is Jalen Hurts your starter over Patrick Mahomes in flag football? Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is my starter simply because he's he is he's a more he's dual threat. Patrick Mahomes can run, yes, but Jalen Hurts is faster, stronger, uh, in terms you know in terms of his lower body and just how he's built. And to me, Jalen, I mean, listen, Mahomes can make every throw on the field. And Jalen Hurts, you know, you know, he still struggles at times with that. But in flag football, I don't need flash. I just need guys that can that are just well rounded. And Jalen Hurts is more is better well rounded than Patrick Mahomes, I think. Um I think for this particular game, I think with this particular game, the biggest thing for me is strength. You're gonna be yeah. I need yeah. a guy who can play safety and play physical in the back end. And I yeah, don't think, Pat- like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Patrick Mahomes played safety in college or in high school, as Shane mentioned. But if you're telling me right now who I want as my safety, I'll take Jalen Hurts if I need a quarterback on the other end, because I just need that yeah. strength. Yeah, and you know, and then you know, I mean, I mean, both QBs have struggled this year. So I mean, you know, this year has kind of been well, it's been a wash for almost the entire NFL. How weird this year has been uh, so far through what a third of the way through, but. At the same time, it, it all comes down to that physicality. If I want somebody that that's not going to – I mean, and listen, it's flag. You don't go down. But if a guy that's going to be able to – like, they're both elusive. Who's going to hand fight? To me, Who's Jalen- going to hand fight for me in the secondary? That's going to be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Hurts. And I Who think, do I know yeah. is going to hand fight? Pat- yeah. J- Jalen Hurts isn't afraid to get dirty. I mean, and also just look at look at in the actual, you know, the NFL games. How many times do we see him fight through contact for – for? I mean, you don't see Patrick Mahomes doing a touch push. And and Jalen Hurts will get right in there and just smash straight into defenders to get a first down. I also, he doesn't care. Added bonus. I mean, added bonus. Frick the NFL rule set by 2028. I am running a tush push in flag football. Unless the oh, I, hell in, yeah. Unless oh, the hell unless yeah. the International Football Association says no, you cannot. If it's if there's no rule that says I can't, I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do it, but but at the same time, if if it's possible, oh hell yeah, I'm doing it. Dude. I'm gonna do it with the best quarterback with the best quarterback that can do it. Yeah, uh, set right. the tone, damn it, set the. T- like, you got to set the tone there with him. That's yeah. the, that's the best way to do it. Uh, running back slash linebacker. Uh, now that's this is interesting. This 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 was a I well, this is a player For that came alternates. to tonight's game. Travis Etienne. Wow, Travis Travis Etienne won my final alternate spot. Won my positionless yeah, Trav- alternate spot. Yeah, Travis Travis Etienne is my second running back. I mean, he's 
I mean, when I was really thinking about this after CMC, who else is good at running and catching the football, and especially who's great in space? Travis Etienne. Um, I mean, you could put Kamara there. Um, you know, that I'm sure a lot of people would, but uh, but the injury history is there with with, with Alvin Kamara. Um, and Travis Etienne is a you know a, a little bit of a younger back. Uh, you know, he's a guy that can get you. You know, while while Kamara does both. I mean, but Travis Etienne's a thousand yard rusher, and I don't know if Kamara actually hit that. I mean, Kamara does does both really well, but I want the guy that's that's the pretty much the to me right now is the better bet, and that's Travis Etienne. Um, uh, you know, that might sound like blasphemy to a lot of people because you know Kamara comes with a lot. You know, he's he's a brand name, but uh, I like Travis Etienne. And besides, I'm not going to put you know the obvious guys at 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 running back when CMC is the overall number one running back on this team so but Travis Etienne even before this game was played Travis Etienne was going to be my pick anyway because I'm not putting Josh Jacobs there I'm not putting uh Saquon there I'm not putting them there they're, they're not there for that Travis Etienne is very athletic um and can make all sorts of plays so he's my second running back Sla- my, slash uh slash linebacker slash linebacker my second running back slash linebacker is Micah Parsons wow interesting I'm going to put him on the field yeah, at running I, back. I, I, I'm going to make him be physical. I'm going to make him push. I I, I think he, I think it's fun. I made one omi- I made one change as we were talking. I'm just going to say that right now and that's the next one. But yeah, Micah Parsons I think can be a really physical runner if need be and again, we're talking guys who can hand fight. I he can hand fight in coverage. He can hand fight in coverage for me defensively. I I, I think it's a good pick. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And it's you know that's that's definitely fair. See, I see for me, I just went position by position again with with my six my six alternates. So I'm not I don't have any defensive players, but at the same time, I think even even with the, just the amount of talent the NFL has, you don't even need defensive players. I think when it comes it, to how fair. great, yeah, yeah, to, to how and you know, and you have the physicality already with you know with Kelsey and Hurts, so. I mean, to me, and that to me, that's fine. That one of my alternates is also physical, so uh, I I didn't concern myself with defensive players. And plus, besides, it's it's easier for offensive players. And I said this in the chat. To me, I could be, you know, I mean, the only person besides Deion Sanders and, and really, you know, Bo Jackson to be like, you know, multi-sport and also, you know, positionless kind of athletes that transcend the game. Um, you know, to me, it's easier for offensive players to play defense than it is for de- defensive players to play offense. So I think for flag, um, especially it's a good take because for flag. Yeah. What, so that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where my mind was when making these alternates. So I, I went position by position again. And then I just kept it with like, who's the best offensive players, like secondary to my starters. So yeah, that's, that's the direction I went. All right. Your third, your but, that, but that's fair. To put, that's fair. To, that's fair to put Parsons. Yeah. Parsons is a good pick though. I yeah. like that. This is my, what the fuck pick. It was supposed to be someone else. I'll explain <laughs> in my horrible mentions, but this is my, what the fuck pick, uh, tight end slash defensive lineman. Wow. Oh uh, yeah. You know what? Since, since you, since you are hyping it up, I'll let you give that one first. No, I want you to give yours first. Uh, okay. Fine. 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 Uh, so mine, uh, I just want the second best tight end pretty much in the league. And that's George Kittle. Okay. So yeah, that's completely, I fair. like, I like the George physicality. Kittle. He can Oops. play defensive lineman. Super if physical. And he doesn't, he doesn't go down easy. He does not go down easy at all. So, 
Um, he's not afraid to lower the shoulder and get a few extra yards too, which I like. So I was gonna listen. I I I thought about putting in my boy Dallas Goddard, but uh, the injury history and also just kills just better than him right now. So uh, kills my second for tight end. Okay, just give me your honest reaction to this pick. Robert's Olympic team selects Max Crosby. Oh wow, I like that. I really like that. That man's why all do, gas. Why do you no like breaks. it? Why do you like it? He is all gas, no brakes. He's a wild card. Uh, he brings the energy. He's like a spark plug almost to your team at a at a very physical position. So he can like, catch the ball. He can play tight end if I need him to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think you're gonna get the most out of him by absolutely using his his physicality and just his his high 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 motor. Uh, to, you know, to 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 get the job done. So to me. I like him just because my God, like that's if you're gonna if you're gonna have like that one crazy guy on your team, that's the guy you want. Um, so to me, yeah, Max Crosby makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot, and I don't I don't think a lot of people probably would forget about him easy, but he is one of the best. I did forget about I did forget about him, and then I thought about it more because he was in the video for the flag football league. I was like, yeah, he made this was like my this was my last minute change. I was like, Max Crosby makes a lot more sense. All right, yeah. your your wide receiver corner and your alternates. What's your first one? So, well, well, we well Justin Jefferson that is on that list. So okay, we yeah. we okay, so, over that. And so, then and then Travis I've, Hunter and then Travis Hunter is on my list for that. So what's the other one? So I actually have two others. Um, okay, for my alternates. Okay, I like it. Uh, we can pick I will six. Give, I so, will. So get yeah, both exactly. Uh, so uh, the first one I will say. Because he is arguably the, uh, you could say, is the best wide runner in the NFL, and that's Stephon Diggs. All right, I like it. Uh, he cut, you know, he cuts on a dime. That guy, like, he's one of the best route runners in football. One of the best route runners in the probably the past what? I mean, since Jerry Rice. Uh, um, you know that I mean, he catches everything. He doesn't drop anything. Um, and I like him just because he is. He is. I mean, just like Justin Jefferson, just like Travis Hunter, Tyree Kill. He's very athletic. So, I mean, you know, because Tyree Kill is the speed guy, deep threat. Uh, you know, you know, get him open in space and let him go. Justin Jefferson's athletic. Uh, like he's the, he's the best athlete I think on my team in terms of like you know how high he can jump and his catch radius and all that stuff. But Diggs is the route runner of the guys. So, he's definitely my other wide receiver in that six alternate list. Gotta catch my breath for a second. All right, so you have but, Diggs and who else uh, again? Who's the other one? And the last one, uh, once again, I'm a homer. It's AJ Brown. Fair pick. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's and, a bad pick even for a homer. That's a good one. And and AJ Brown is, is simple. Well, mostly because he won me over today. He said he wants to do it. So, uh, he basically said like, "Hey, give him a call. He's ready to go for it." So, um. I mean, but when you talk about physical wide receivers, but also guys that can get open, AJ Brown, like his, you know, his Twitter hand, you know, his handles always say, you know, one K always open. He's always open. He is always open in this Eagles offense. The top five receiver in the NFL this season. Uh, if you don't believe me, look at the stats. Um, the guy has what four straight 125 plus yard games. Um, you know, I think I think if he gets another one against the Dolphins, it's like it's gonna set like a record for most of those in a row. Um, 
he's uh, to me, and it's funny because I, I I debated between him and DK Metcalf, but I'm like, DK Metcalf has a drop problem. AJ Brown doesn't, so that was the only reason why I didn't put DK Metcalf in there. Um, he also has a fight AJ problem. Brown I is, don't need him. I don't need him fighting against Canada. I don't need him fighting against Japan. I'm good. <laughs> so, and just AJ Brown is just especially this season. I mean, he like AJ Brown is tossing CBs off him. Like, like AJ Brown is freakishly strong. He's not the fastest, but he's freakishly strong. And he, so he's my physical. So out of all my wide receivers, he's the physical one. So I had to have, I had to have speed, which is Tyreek Hill. I had to have agility, which is, and you know, and athleticism, which is Justin Jefferson. I had to have route running and technique, which is Stefan Diggs. And then my physical guy was AJ Brown. So that's why I cover all the bases with those guys. And then Travis Hunter is my, my two way guy. So, uh, those were my guys, and then I think, uh, does that bring us to the end of our picks? Uh, not well, for except me. for you. Not for me. Yeah, for you. Yeah. So, uh, I already established Travis Hunter. My other one's Jair Alexander. I think Jair Alexander is the perfect corner wide receiver combo in the NFL for for flag football. If you don't Makes believe, sense, yeah. if like you that. don't believe me, watch him play flag football in the Pro Bowl. He's the most athletic. Most like linear guy, like left to right movement guy in flag football right now, in my opinion. And then Travis Etienne uh, brings up the rear as my final alternate pick. Here were my honorable mentions. Darren Waller was an honorable mention for me who didn't make the cut. I think another really interesting physical tight end. And... Not Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, route running. Nice. Pure yeah, route I runner. like that. Pure route runner. So those were the two guys that, unfortunately, I had Darren Waller as my tight end over Max Crosby, but I chose Max. So I just think it, he makes more sense. Um, but yeah, those were the two that didn't make the cut. What were some that didn't make the cut for you? So my, my two that didn't make the cut again, Darren Waller and Keenan Allen. So I have one. That doesn't make the cut, but it's not going to make a lot of sense at first. But if you think about it, this guy plays three positions, and he played tonight. And it's Jamal Agnew. Um, I I love and, it. Another speed demon, Tyreek Hill would love that. Yeah. I love it. And Jamal Agnew, he's a wide receiver, he's a DB, and he's a kick returner. So he does everything. Um, you know, I mean, obviously he's not going to be flashy and put up stats like the other guy does, but he does everything. He's a Swiss Army knife. Uh, on top of his speed, he'd be really good for a flag football setting, and I really like him a lot. Um, so he was easy. Uh, one of the other guys I was going to put in, I was, I was debating putting him as a running back, but in this season he's been so good, and it's Tyreek's buddy Raheem Mostert. Um, I just like the fact. I mean, I have Raheem a Mostert's on a tear. I, this I have a take. I have a take. Yeah, go ahead Up for this. Go ahead. A champ over Mostert by a mile. It's interesting. You could, yeah, I mean, you could really put either one of them in there because, I mean, they, they've both been so good this year. But, yeah, I can see. I think A champ, he's younger. He has a better juke move. And he, he's fair. still faster. So, for me, I would have chose A champ over Mostert. But I continue with your Mostert take. I think either one's a great pick. I just think either one's a great pick. And I just think, too. I just like guys with experience. I mean, sure, yeah, well, yeah, A-chan's faster. Um, but both guys have excelled in that offense this year, in Miami's offense. Uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill would be happy to take you know, both of them if he could. 
Um, but to me, I just I like the experience factor. Like that means a lot to me. Uh, you know, when you have more experienced guys, you have more kind of knowledge and information to pull from. Um, so I just like Moser just because it's it's it just comes down really to the experience to me. Um, and Moser has a chip on his shoulder. This guy was on different teams. Uh, you know, got cut, released, all these all these different things. Found his way back to NFL. You know, and now he's thriving with the Dolphins. So I like his story. Um, so to me, he's the guy there. Uh, and I'm trying to think, I, I, I did want to put, and I think he can be really good. I would say not just, it's weird to put as my other tight end, but defensive lineman. And I'm surprised that we don't bring this up, but TJ Watt. Oh, I missed him. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I just don't think he can actively play tight end well enough. I mean, see, you know, his, I mean, Derek, Derek is an offensive player, fullback. I mean, you know, he still has to catch the ball a little bit. I'm sure. And I mean, these guys have grown up around football their whole lives. I'm sure there's nothing they can't do to be honest. I mean, their skill set is not, you know, for a tight end, obviously, but I mean, when it comes to defensive linemen, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find better guys or a better guy in the league right now than TJ Watt. He's, he's freakishly fast. He is insanely strong. The, the, the guy's on his way to being another Reggie White, Bruce Smith type. Um, and, I mean, TJ just has – and TJ's actually, you know, if you actually, you know, people that know, that know, you know, I might, and of course my Steelers friends will love me for saying that. But the guy's got athleticism. Like, he, he ticks off all the boxes of a prototypical defensive lineman. Um, and I think he can play tight end. I mean, this guy, I mean, he has, a, I think he had a couple interceptions in his career. No. So he yeah, can, you know, he can, I he, just think in a flag football setting, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah. But see his Not speed. By much. Also Again, need... all these guys are like hairs. It's like yeah. picking hairs. Like all these guys are, are worth a spot on this Olympic team. Just based on our settings, you have to be very selective. Yeah, those yeah, but those are my three guys that didn't make it. So you know, Mostert, uh, Agnew, and uh, T.J. Watt. Those are my three guys. But and I really thought about it. But those are the three guys. And I'm like, well, I mean, like you know, the more I think about it, if I go back to this list after the pod, I, I might change it. So you know, but those are the guys that definitely deserve to be shouted out because they're just freaking phenomenal. Here's so so, so you pick Jamal Agnew as your like wild card of wild cards. You know what I thought today might make the roster. Like, he might genuinely Ooh. make the roster. Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Because he like can that. do everything. He can play. I trust him to play quarterback in a flag football setting. I trust him. Be, I could put him anywhere. Fuck it. I could put him at defensive lineman and he figure yeah. out how to do something. Yeah, he's a true. He's a, It's funny. We had two Swiss Army knives play on the field tonight Agnew and Taysom Hill. Yeah. So that's really good. I like that. I like that idea. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually ends up making the roster. All right, let's get to the games. Uh, let Fuck it. Let's start with the Chargers game. Chargers going to fucking Charger, man, for, on Monday. <laughs> like, bro, I was watching this with a Chargers buddy of mine, a Chargers friend of mine, and he's like, he's like, I've gone through this for 30 years. I'm like, dude, you've gone through this for four with Brandon Staley, and this Chargers offense was, in a word, anemic the whole night. They did nothing. Yeah, I it's 
it's just the, the Chargers are just. I mean, I'm sorry, Chargers fans, but you're just one of the teams I just don't care about. Like it's, it's like you're saying that on a Chargers it, it, spot. I mean, be well, honest. Well, I mean, it like, took us six like, weeks like, to talk about this damn team. Seven weeks. But but see that but that's my problem is like you know you have a lot of star pieces but the offense is unbearable to watch. It's boring. Def- we we fell asleep and, watching it one text. And, like, and bro. The, and, and the defense is like the defense is just a slow bleed to death, like type of defense. It's it's just like it's I can't I just can't watch them consistently just because I'm just like this team I know what they are, and it's not going to change, and it's just it's it's infuriating football. If this team was I mean, any, if the, the, I, can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. If this team was any worse, this is not a playoff team at all. If they were any worse, oh, if they were any no. worse for where roster wise, this is not a playoff team. Like, and, yeah. and I and I think it's... what we talk about with Brandon Staley again, I think most of what's wrong with this team goes back to Brandon Staley. And by the way, Kellen Moore with the Cowboys, his offense was at least pretty inspiring. He worked with Dak, worked with Zeke. He has a much better offensive roster here, and it looks like he's just given up. Look, he's just doing the most yeah. simple, basic stuff, and it's like I get that we're gonna get to this with the Thursday with the, this game here on today on Thursday, too, where it's like, it just seems like a lot of these offensive play callers have just kind of given up on being creative with play calling, and Kellen Moore I think is kind of the poster child of that with the Chargers, where I felt he was actually really creative, not putting Zeke at center. I'm not saying that, but. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's just more, he was more creative with the Cowboys. It's like, I don't know if there's not freedom for creation with him. But I think Kellen Moore can be a pretty solid OC if he's able to just be creative. And this offense has so many options, so many options to be creative, and they're not tapping into it at all. Like, it's just crazy when you look at the Chargers roster as a whole, right? Like, look at the brand names that are on there. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, even Mike Williams. You have, I mean, even the backup guys. Palmer's decent. Palmer, um, Palmer yeah. is one of the most important players on that offense. Palmer yeah. is. Uh, Palmer is, and Donald Parham is. As yeah. well. And I mean, like, like, and then you look at guys like you got. Uh, oh God, you got. I mean, Derwin James has been injured a little bit. I mean, he always is, but he's still a big part of that defense. You know, you got Asante Samuel Jr., who's, I mean, he's he's kind of up and down, but still a brand name, still can get things done. I think, he, I think he's there. still developing. He's still very young. Like, his yeah. youth just yeah. shows, but he's still very young, and I think he'll be at least a top 10 to 15 corner by, you know, by his prime. So there you go. Yeah. And then you got, I mean, I mean, then look, look at the other guys. You've got, of course, Joey Bosa's still there. Uh, you have Morgan Fox, who's having a great season. He's got five sacks. Um, you know, like that's really good. Like, there's players on this team. This roster is really good. It's it's that's why it's so hard to watch them be so bad. Because it's, just it's anemic's like, the only word I can say. It was it's just anemic. It puts you to sleep. Yeah, it's it's just like it's sad because there is so much talent there. They have one of the most talented rosters in football, and it's just that it's. It, it's the same thing every week. It's boring. It's sluggish. It, it feels like you're watching. It's uninspired. It, all the words. It feels like you're. 
it feels like you're watching a snail race. Yeah. Like it's it or watching paint dry. It's it's just I I don't know how else to describe it. It's just so like yeah, I guess anemic is the best way to it's just it it like it it's so bad to not to watch them play like they're still worse teams in the NFL but it's like man like this is the same thing every week we know what they are and it's just it's upsetting because it's just you're letting that talent go to waste and it's it, it falls on Brandon Staley I think that's the issue there oh for sure I mean well we know well no we we know it is but I'm saying you know like, we're talking about Kellen Moore I don't think Kellen know, Moore is getting the opportunity to be creative with this offense that was my biggest because, reaction from Monday like I I think I think I might be I might be kind of going too far in the other direction, but Kellen Moore, like Brandon Staley seems like a control freak with that team. Everything has to be his way or the highway. There's no delegation there. And that's probably what's stunting that offense. I mean, well, we know it, we know that offense. I mean, we know that team is struggling because really because of him. Um, but when you look at like Mike McCarthy, you know, Mike McCarthy, he does, he doesn't like calling plays. He, he would rather it. delegate. He hates it. He, yeah, and that he and then wants that to that opened, the whole team, which is great. And that and that allowed Kellen Moore the space to so really it's it's one guy's willing with an iron fist and one guy's willing to delegate and that's the difference. And so like, you know, Regard- if, you're, if you're a Chargers fan, if you're a Chargers fan, you can't blame Kellen Moore for what's going on. You got to blame Brandon Staley and I'm sure that that everybody listening knows that. Like So so here's my question though. Am I wrong that if Kellen Moore has more control of this offense, this offense is actually one of the best in the league? It should be better. I don't think it's one of the best in the league. I'm saying if 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 Kellen Moore gets there. Yeah, it it could be. I think it could be. I mean, you know, I mean, this guy got a lot out of Tony Pollard last year. Um you know, and they were they were they got to the playoffs in spite of Dak having an awful season. Um, so that says something. Um, I mean, and when when you look at the numbers offensively, they're not terrible. I mean, Justin Herbert's got nine TDs, only two picks. Keenan Allen still has over five hundred yards receiving. He's going to have another what twelve hundred yard plus season. Uh, granted, he stays healthy. Uh, I mean, the, the but the problem is too, their running game has to get going. Their running game hasn't done enough in in six weeks. It's not good enough, and that's part of where the struggles are. Like they're not. It's just the when you we've always said this about teams every year, and now, like we've said it, we've beat this horse to death. But you have to have a running game in this league to be successful as an offense. I mean that that's just obvious. That that's that's one on one football, uh, and this team doesn't have that. So you're when you're relying so much on Justin Herbert. And you're relying so much on your receivers who have an injury history. That's where this and your and your head coach doesn't basically doesn't know what the hell he's doing. That's why we look at the roster and be like, oh, it's really good. But the issues underneath it are awful. There's no foundation to put those great players on a on a higher playing field, so to speak. So it's it's just it's it's it goes to a foundation level and there really is none in, in LA. Yeah. There, there's none for the Chargers organization right now, at least in the coach's office for sure. Um, is there no, is there still no offense for the Saints unless a team just doesn't cover them? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I saw that tonight. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, of course Derek Carr is gonna, gonna, you know, throw for 300 yards and kind of, 
get that team with you know to score over twenty points for the first time in in six weeks because you know the you know bend but don't break kind of defense that we these zone defenses we see yeah the the, the chart I mean the Chargers the Saints are the only really the only thing that they can do <laughs> is just pray to God that their receivers and that Kamara is always open. Uh, but why again. okay? But why is that though? Because I think part of the we're talking about the Chargers with the play calling right. Can you say the same thing with Dennis Allen and the Saints? You have Derek yeah. Carr. You have yeah. Ola Wallave. You have Moreau missed that catch at the end of the game. But, you know, much love to him. I, I like him a lot. Uh, you have Alvin Kamara. Like, Alvin Kamara doesn't need to be a check down guy. You don't need to check down to Taysom Hill when you have Thomas yeah. and Ola Wallave. Like, or Olave, not Ola Wallave. My bad. I always mess that up. But you get my point. Like, this off like why is this offense just running the most basic scheme possible? This is Derek it's, Carr. Derek Carr ran yeah. a more complicated system in Vegas, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's it's the problem. Yeah, it goes back to the head coaching. But I mean, look, like you know, but look at these teams and how much they also struggle. Like in in pretty much in, in red zone situations. Like well, the Saints, especially the Saints, are terrible in They're the red awful zone. Awful in I red mean, zone, and that's like, part of the like, play calling problem. It feels like, yeah. they, by the way, it, it feels like they don't trust. Like I felt this today, and I don't know what the stats were for the receivers for. Olave and Thomas, but it's like it feels like they're just ignored. I test wise, at the very least, it feels like they're just ignored offensively so much in favor for a Camara, in favor for a Hill, and it's bizarre as hell. Like it's, and you know what, you know what kind of bothers me about the Saints' offense? You're like, listen, Fabian Monroe, I think is is decent. I mean, despite you know that 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 bad drop in the end zone then to pretty much end the game. Um, but uh, why is he your, I mean, I, I mean, I know the other guys are covered, but you mean to tell me that, that basically your, your fourth or fifth read in him, like, is your number two read. He was like their number two or three read all night. Yeah. Like, and he should be like your fifth. Um, and it's, it's, it's just crazy. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at the end there. Olave was in, was in basically that, I forget that DB's name, but he covered, he smothered him on that fourth and goal. Uh, Olave was going nowhere on that. Um, Michael Thomas did have a touchdown, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, I have to look at the, the game again. I'm actually trying to pull it up as we speak, but it's like watching this team is just like, I, it's just like like the Chargers. It's boring. You know like, what's funny one... though? It's I'm just gonna do a quick sidebar. I apologize because I think you'll find this comment interesting, Brandon. Isn't it that the Saints? Isn't the Saints team just build for comebacks though? They kind of feel like it, don't they? It's because it's, they run the their, most basic thing. DNA. They run the most basic offense. That if a team's like, oh, we're up by a bunch, like the Jags, let's just run soft coverage. Like, of course they're gonna score. When they're running the most short passes possible, am I wrong? No, you're you're pretty spot on. It's you know it's crazy. I'm not, oh wow, I'm actually looking at the stats now. Derek Carr threw the ball fifty five times tonight. That's gross. Fifty five. That's gross. And he only completed. And he only and I mean he only completed thirty three of them. So he completed literally sixty percent of his passes. Dead on. Um. Uh, when you look at all the all the, like Alvin Alvin Kamara was the only one out there that was really like lighting the game up. He had 62 rushing yards. 
and he had 91 receiving yards. Um, What's the point of that? I, I don't get oh, it. Oh, uh, my God. You have Michael, receivers. Michael Michael Thomas had three catches for 42 yards and a TD. Uh, that was it for him. Olave only had seven catches for 57 yards. Jesus. So like, point, point, it wasn't even an eye test thing. You could look at the stats and see it. It's it's bad. Like yeah, wow. It's just like that. You're, Alvin Kamara. Now put put it this way: between him and Olave, had the second number of receptions. He had seven. Guess how many receptions that Kamara had? I don't know, like twelve. Exactly. Spot on. Twelve. Jesus. Had Jesus. twelve. Jesus. He had 12, 12 of the team's thirty-three receptions. That's so dumb. Yeah, that that's okay. just. And then when you look at when you look at the the longest total uh, on the receiving yards, the longest play they had was was twenty-one yards. Yeah, and they were trying to that throw some deep balls at random third down situations. Yeah, but it's like, but it's even so, it's like you know, it's like. I mean, their offense it also just seems predictable. Like, it is. It's the most. It's the most. It's like. It's like a worse version. Uh, it's like a much worse version of Brady's Patriots offenses towards the end. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Brady really put a ton of lipstick on that pig. Um, you know, but but it's like Jesus. That's just like. I can't believe that that's like, and to put this in perspective, like Derek Carr threw for over three hundred, he threw for three hundred and one yards, or three hundred, threw for three hundred yards tonight, touchdown pick. But he threw fifty-five times, fifty-five. Trevor Why Lawrence, make him throw fifty-five times? I can't get over that. And then it's funny when you when you look at the at the Jaguars' offense, it's it's you know. It's not much more. It's not much more efficient, but they're a lot more balanced. I feel like um, the Jaguars. Like when you look at that, I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw for a hundred less yards, threw for two hundred four, and one TD. But he only threw twenty nine times, so he was twenty and twenty nine. So he was, you know, more efficient, uh, obviously. But um, you know. Trevor Lawrence also had also hit, you know, his, his, it's funny. This guy was coming off of a knee injury. His knee looked fine tonight. He ran, he basically ran, he ran all so over. Much. He, he ran all over that Saints defense. He had eight rushes for 59 yards. Um, you know, and then, and then Travis Etienne, he didn't have a great rushing game, but he had two rushing touchdowns, which helped. He made the biggest um, impact today. Yeah. And then Christian Kirk had six catches for ninety yards in a TD. Right behind him was Evan Ingram. Like, but even even their catches are all spaced out. It's not twelve and then dropping to seven and then dropping to four. It's six catches for ninety yards in a TD for Christian Kirk. Five for forty-five for Evan Ingram. Four for thirty-six for Agnew. Three for twenty-four for Etienne, and, and so on. So it's like they spread the ball around well. It's like, and that, and that's why, as weird as it might sound, when we talked about the Jags a f- few weeks ago, to me, this is a Super Bowl team. If they play a balanced offense like this, they just have to do it consistently for four quarters. They're, they're five and two for a reason. Like they, they can do this. They just need, they just need that consistency for for a whole what sixty minutes? Yeah, fifteen times four, is sixty yeah, minutes. Sixty minutes. So, if you can, if like, so I mean, like, if you could put this team 
and, and Doug Pearson has a Super Bowl to his credit. He he got that Eagles team. I mean, uh, I give him a lot more credit now. I used to th- I used to think that it was just Frank Reich. No, Doug Pearson knows how to call a game. Oh, very um, much so. I think he showed with this team a lot. And he uh, yeah, and he's showing it. So this team they're right they're five and two like we we talk about them sometimes like especially throughout the season we've talked about them like they're two and five they're not they're five and two they just seem to be better they're... they they just, they're like the chargers where they need to be better in the fourth quarter but i think the london game kind of gave them i think the london games and this one kind of gave them is going to give them the spark they need i really yeah, feel that fi- way they're finding their groove at the right time. Meanwhile, the Chargers are kind of just, they don't know what they are. And even though the rest of the world knows exactly what they are. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's really the difference in those two teams. And that's the difference between them and the Saints too. And I mean, that's why you have a one score game today. I mean, this game was a slog uh, for like, what, two and a half quarters. Two and a half hours, but, it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, eventually it became a one score game, 31-24. But really... The, the the score does not does not show it well. Like the Jaguars dominated that game. Um, I mean, because even defensively they had Derek Carr under a lot of pressure tonight. Um, and that doesn't get talked about enough. Josh Allen's a great pass rusher. Oh, he's incredible. Um, he's incredible. So he doesn't get talked about. He, he was even one of the guys I was thinking of putting my fly, on my flag football team, but I wasn't going to put a whole bunch of Jaguars on there. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great. Uh, pick. Yeah, but that's. But that's really the difference. Jaguars are just a really good football team, and it's crazy that a couple weeks ago we're like, ah, we don't know what they are, and now we're kind of seeing what they are. They're hitting at the right time, it feels like. They're really you know, coming into their own this season, and I feel like that's that's what happened last year too. They, they were finding their stride late in the season. They're sure they're finding it a little bit earlier, but you know they're finding it before the halfway point, so that's really important. They can keep it rolling. They're a dangerous team. At the end of the year, are we going to say that the London games were actually the most important two-week stretch? Them being in London it for two have, weeks might be the most important it, part of their season. Yeah, you had you had you had two straight home games, so you know because London is just you know Jaguars just 2.0. Home, yeah, it's just Jags two point So it's I mean that's you know and, you know they got that they got the first London game out of the system, but the second one they were already there, so they were used to the, you know the atmosphere, all that stuff, and they just they won that game. That that's given them the yeah. So now they're starting to roll. So th- that might be the most important two-week stretch we talk about the rest of the season. Could be. UK stand up. Holy crap. Um, all right. Let's do pot cookies and games of the week. The games that we can't pick. I just checked what we can't pick. We cannot. Oh, you know which one I would have picked. We cannot <laughs> pick. One we, I would. we cannot pick yeah. Lions versus Ravens. That is the number one Fox Ooh. game. What a great number one Fox game! Thank God. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. We cannot pick the Taylor Swift game if Taylor Swift <laughs> is there, and that. By the way, I am fairly confident because even Tracy Wilson's like, I'm gonna be personally offended if Taylor Swift isn't at the game. Uh, we cannot pick. What is it? Where is the Chiefs game on here? Uh, we cannot pick Chargers Chiefs, but also it's gonna be a great game anyway. So Chargers Chiefs. Lions Ravens are out. What is your game? What is your top three? Because I think now we can finally do three games of the week. Minus obviously and Sunday sure. and Monday. Yeah, and it sucks because you know you know what my game of the week would have been. Oh, it's everyone. Uh, Dolphins Eagles is gonna it, be amazing. Yeah, and with the Kelly Greens in Philly coming off a bad loss, Dolphins coming on coming in there. Who's guarding Tyreek Hill? You know that would have been my game of the week if we were to pick that. Oh my god. 
God, I also that's like being a homer. I also really love. I'm just gonna be honest. This is a money. This is a sneaky good money at football game. Niners Vikings is very fascinating. It's, it's well, really it, interesting. To, to, to me, it would have been better had Justin Jefferson played, but yeah, I mean he's not so, there. Still, um, either Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, or the Niners have a bit of a slump. So we'll see. And and I don't I don't think CMC's playing right. CMC he and Debo playing. are not playing. He is oh, playing. He is playing. They're okay. all day to day right now, so it looks like they're gonna play. Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, all right. So what's your top three? Oh damn. And the the other games I kind of don't like for a bunch of reasons. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I don't like a lot it's, of this. It's 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 really not bad. good. It's, it's really bad. really bad. It's this is is this the worst one? It might be the worst one. It's, this might actually be the worst week of the season. I mean, we say that every week, but the, like, if you bad. guys were looking, if you were to look at this along with us, there's not a single. There's really not a single good game here. There's not one. There's uh, not one. There's not one that's worth. Picking. Oh my god. Uh, oh. These <laughs> are. This is bad. There's. There's it, only. Thank, thank I, you God. Know what? Thank brother. Can I just say this? Thank God, Fox and CBS put the number one commentators at the best games this week, because any yeah. of these other games with the number one commentators would have been torture. So thank mm. you. Actually, you know who I would put at number one? Who do you got? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, because I think he's back. I don't know if he's playing, but I think he's back. And it's Cardinal Seahawks. He will not play for a few weeks. Oh, he's not. Okay, he so will that's not play. out. I'm he not... will not play until about week 11, K1. Okay, that made that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure what the timetable was, so forget can, that. Can we, can, we also, can we quickly talk about this game just really fast? Because yeah. the report that came out when they today, when he posted another limited practice, is that they don't want to rush him back, but they quote-unquote want to see him play. What does that mean? What? That's just a whole lot of nothing. Wait, wait. Think about it. Think about it. Quote, unquote, want to see them play. What does that mean? Caleb Williams, watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. That's what it means. Woo! Yeah, but now... After after paying that massive contract? So... Uh, I guess we're not picking three because there's no way we can pick three games this week. There's no way. Are you these, sure these games about are... this? I'll do three. You want me? I'll do three. I'll do three right now. I'll oh, do three right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you you go first, and then I'll I'll give mine. I'll see what I got. Number one, Steelers Rams. I was yeah, I was we, thinking about we, it. We got, uh, you we, know what? I was thinking about that. We got Deontay Johnson back. Will this help Kenny Pickett or not? Or will Matt Canna still shit the bed with play calling? That's nope, because Matt Cannon's a terrorist. Matt Cannon's a terrorist. <laughs> I, I, I won't accept anything less. Like Matt Cannon, I don't, I don't care what the Steelers do. Matt Canada is the worst He's play caller I've ever seen. He's one of the worst I've ever seen. But does does getting Johnson back help this offense? And I'm starting to like this Rams offense. They don't have their running yeah, back well, right now, but even yeah, with that, but, they're still going to run the ball a lot. With I think it's yeah. Evans, I I'm excited to see this Rams offense. I think this I I hyped this up a few weeks ago. I like this Rams offense a lot. Another week of uh, another week of Coop and Puka. Yeah, Coop and Puka. I love it. Uh, number two, Bills Pats. This this game this game is always the Bills trap yep. game. This yep, is it. Trap game. This is it. This is the quintessential Bills trap game. 
With that being said, guess the line. It's funny. I had to help my coworker. This is the only week I remember. I think I remember the line. Um, what is it? Because because I had to help my coworker pick games this week to keep her streak alive because she's playing for money. Um, I believe it was Bills minus nine. Bills minus eight and a half. Okay. Which, yeah. Okay. By the way. My, yeah. By the way, if I'm a betting man, yeah, I go Patriots plus eight and a half. I think that hits. Oh hell, oh, hell yeah. With how bad the Bills looked against the Giants, oh, you would be foolish. I think that hits. I think that easily hits. Do you want? Do you know Dolphins Eagles right now? Uh, uh, it uh, was it? I think when the last time I the last time I saw it, it was Philly minus two. It's Philly minus two and a half. Okay, it was my. I remember it was minus two. So I'm. How did it go up a half? What the hell? It happens. It's also, we're using Caesar Sportsbook on this show. Um, oh, guess guess uh, Packers-Broncos, since we're not going to pick it. Yeah, that that's the one I don't remember my coworker with. Um, guess. But, this one's good. Oh, God. Uh... Oh, jeez. It's really good. This line is really mm. fascinating. Mm. And I weirdly think Vegas is right with this line. I'm gonna give something wild just because I'm due. I'm due for a bad pick here. I'm due for a bad guess. Uh, I will say Packers minus six. Minus one. Really, it's a pick 'em. It's basically a pick 'em. Good job, Vegas. I love. I love that. Wow, one. that's interesting. I I think like I I don't. I mean, yeah, I could see it because both teams are not great. Obviously, I mean, but. Wow, I really thought I thought Vegas would have more faith in the Packers than that. I don't. I mean, then again, the Broncos are one of those teams. That's just like Jesus, what the hell are you? What are you besides besides just a, a dumpster fire? Are you cutting um, Russell Wilson in the offseason? Yes, you are. Please cut his ass. Eat the money. Don't eat care. The eat money. the money. Cut his ass. Eat the money. Cut him. Get someone new in there. Uh, Niners Vikings. What's the line? Oh boy, that's got that has to be a, a decently big one. That's got to be. That's gotta be. I mean, but also Vegas is weird. Like, like <laughs> Vegas like, is like, weird. Like, no, Justin Jefferson. They'll still f- figure out a way to make that to make that line close. Uh, I mean, I know Philly was minus two. I think that one was. I remember seeing that one, but I can't remember off the top of my head what the hell it was. I'm gonna say it's. Oh boy, I think it's. Is it Niners? Niners minus nine. Niners minus a touchdown. Niners minus seven. Wow. Okay. It's a really weird line. I don't love that. I don't like that either. But oh. but then again, you know, they they struggle against they struggled against the Browns with with who had no offense. Um. Yeah. The other big line is Seahawks minus eight, which I think is more than fair. Even though I think that's, Se- yeah, that's even fair. though I think Seattle might actually struggle. All right. So so I said we I said Steelers Rams. I said Bills Patriots because that's always the trap game. Jesus, yeah. Ah, crap. The third one's awful. That's um, what I'm saying. Could, there's no, there's pick. no, there's no third one. 
Should probably just pick two this week. I'll go Falcons Bucks. I'll, I'll give Falcons I, Bucks a bit of love. I want to. I like. Why am I liking Baker Mayfield this year? Uh, he's you just know, doing the funny. most basic of, thing. I, he's just doing the most basic the stuff, and thing. I love it. He's doing the most basic stuff, thinking, and I love it. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about picking that game because I'm like, well, I mean, the we know what the Falcons are, but the Buccaneers are really are actually really good this year. They're interesting. Uh, They're week to week like, really interesting. Yeah, people people don't realize it right now. I mean, they are three and two, uh, but but they, they they could easily be four and one. Um, and to me, they're just yeah, they're really interesting. Baker's having a decent season. Mike Evans is actually being been disappointing, um, especially in a contract year. I I I'm um, I'm not really that surprised because I don't think Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield work. Yeah, I don't think they do either. But the thing is, a lot of Mike Evans' mistakes are just are just it's not like Baker's missing him. Mike Evans is dropping the ball a lot. Yeah. So far this year, like he, the ball is hitting him right in the chest, and he's just not. He's, it's like he's not focused. It's a re- like. it's a really important qu- contract year because either he gets traded on trade deadline day or he's a free agent next year. Oh man! The Bucks oh. don't want him. Oh. The Bucks and him didn't agree to a deal, so there we go. I I don't care. Forget the cap space. Bring him to Philly. Do you want? Do you want to trade Julio Jones? Oh, that reminds me. Do you like the Julio Jones move or not? I I think it's good. I don't I don't see what other Eagles fans like. I've seen very very 50-50 reaction to it. I've seen people say, "Great move because he's better than Quez Watkins," and yeah, I agree because it's pretty hard to be worse than Quez Watkins. And it's funny because I loved Quez when coming out of college. I thought he was really good. Uh, I think he played at Southern Miss, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, um, I believe so. Um, I remember I remember watching him on TV when he was in college. I remember when when he picked him up. I'm like, oh, people don't realize it. Like, you know, that's a really good, you know, that's a really good draft pick there. Like, I I really did like Quez Watkins when he came out, but between the the awful drop in the Super Bowl last year, and he has no vision after the catch. I mean, that screenplay this year we saw on a third and two that sealed his fate this season. Um. Olamide Zacchaeus has been playing a better, way better as a wide receiver three. I really like him. Block. I've always liked him as a receiver yeah. three. He like he's he's surprisingly just as fast as Quez Watkins, at least with pads on he is. Um he he's he has a lot of heart. He has more more heart than Quez Watkins, I think. Uh I mean he has a touchdown this year. Um be- beautiful concentration too, because that ball was, was you know that ball was like a fingertip away from being incomplete, and he kept his eye on it. Made that catch in that big Bucks game, you know, got the touchdown. Um, I like Zacchaeus a lot, so that I mean, Quez Watkins is done. So bringing Julio though, uh, and Julio's pissed. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh and I know the Eagles like to keep their guys fresh, so I don't, I don't, I think we'll see a, a decent Julio. It's just, it's not going to be, you know. 2016 Julio Jones, 2015-2016 Julio Jones just wrecked the league every game. That's not what you're getting anymore. But as a wide receiver three, Julio Jones, especially when we have red zone struggles, to use his big body in the red zone? Why wouldn't you want that? Also, my, um, my main thing after thinking about it for a few days is why not have some veteran presence? AJ Brown likes having him there. Why not? Yeah, they were former even, teammates. And... Even even if he's not, I don't think he's supposed to be there to be super productive. He's just there no, to be not. a veteran presence in that receiver room, and I I think you'd agree with me that that's really well needed in the back of that receiver room. And he wants this one last chance to get a ring. 
So he's he's extra motivated too. Um, so for me, so, good move. I didn't have an issue with it. It's fine. Yeah, I I see now. Some Eagles fans, uh, especially in my own group chat, were like, "Oh, you just like to hate." You're like, you know, you're Mister Negativity. I'm like, I never said I hated the move, but we need secondary help, man. There, like, you guys are get, you guys are you guys are pinging up secondary off the free agent and waiver wire every week. Yeah, that's but the it's thing. Like, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is not is noteworthy. The, the the good thing is that we're getting healthy uh, at the right time because now I think the only guys that shouldn't play in this game this week are Darius Slay was really cryptic. I don't know why he's playing games. Uh, did you see what he said? I didn't see it. What did he say? He he basically said that he was trending towards playing very very soon after missing the game last week, but he was a full participant in practice this week. So. What do you mean you're trending very soon to play, or that you'll, you'll be back sooner than people think? If you're, that, like, that's kind of what it means. Because if he's a full participant in practice, it's a full participant in practice. Yeah, like, like, uh, but it's like, why are you being credited? Just say you're gonna play. Like, if you're a full participant, just play. I guess. Like, or just like, like, I don't, I don't get, be, I don't get why you're saying, oh, I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm gonna be back on the field very, very soon, quicker than people expect. Does that like? Because for some people, it's like, oh, are you going to miss this game too? Are you going to be back in the following week? Or are you going to be back for this game because you were a full participant in practice and we need you out there because if we don't have you, Tyreek Hill's going to go for 600 yards and six TDs. Uh, which you'll probably do anyway. Um, but, like, I I am just confused with that. But, but I mean, that that's the, in, in, in Philly, anything is possible. Um, yeah. Are you gonna stick with those picks for those three? Because I honestly think those are the only three games that's worth picking for games of the week. Yeah, I I was I believe it or not for some strange reason I was gonna I was thinking about uh probably Browns Colts. Yeah, but, but... not with any Richardson. Kind of re- hope he heals well from. It just sucks that he's not gonna play the rest of the year. So now Colts games yeah. are not interesting because you know Gardner is yeah. just gonna throw five picks. Oh yeah, against that defense, yeah, he should. Um, and yeah, there there really is nothing else. So I, I'm fine with those picks. Uh, uh pot yeah. cookies. You have a lot of choices though, so go for it. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Uh, I mean, can you really go wrong with <laughs> like any of these games? Uh. Yeah, Jesus. almost all of our podcast keys. Uh, I mean, I'm I gonna mean, go, I'm gonna go Raiders Bears. I don't even want to. I didn't enjoy watching the Raiders last week. I'm not gonna enjoy watching them on Sunday. There we go. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I was thinking about that, but you know what? I'm gonna stick with the NFC. It's Commanders Giants. <laughs> um, you're gonna enjoy that slobber fest. Oh my god, they're gonna beat the absolute crap out of each other, and it's gonna be glorious because they're just gonna soften them. You know, it's gonna soften them up throughout the season, and then when they comes time for them to play Philly, and remember, Commanders play us again next week uh, after this Sunday. So, uh, yeah, Giants, if you can soften up the Bills, please soften up the Commanders for us. Uh, you know, like the NFC East, you know, Washington, New York. That's uh, NFC East. Just every time the NFC East plays each other, it's just it's just killer games. Um, it's always crazy games, as we saw with the Eagles Commanders this year already. Um, but Giants gave the Bills a fight. Tyrod Taylor 
you know, for what he for what he is, didn't look terrible. Um, and but the commanders off is, is uh, you know, uh, people want to write the commanders off. I mean, they're three and three. They're still very much in the thick of things. That are you know a, a third of the way through the season. I mean, if they can, like I said, it's all about consistency. If they can just be consistent, it's all about consistency. And right now they don't have it, but they can. They're one of those teams just like. God, well, I have Sam Howell on my fancy team, and Jahan Dotson is like in my on my bench. So I need, I need, I mean, the Dotson I don't care, but Sam Howell, like uh, that guy's been a godsend for fantasy. Bonus. Yeah, he's he's, um, he's been fun for fantasy. Um, but that game's obviously obviously pot cookies because the Giants have literally the most injuries in the NFL. That basically, uh, there's no point in putting out an injury report every week if if you're the Giants social media teams because it's just whole team dead. Um. Like there, there's no one left of that of that team pretty much, um, and it's just like that's why like part of me is like oh NFC should be a good game and then I realize oh but the Giants are are playing with fourth stringers, and I'm like well the Commanders should take advantage of that because they almost beat us a couple weeks ago yeah. so so that game is is just pocket because that's just it's just a gross that's a gross game so that's 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 my pocket geese. I have a pop culture topic for our, I guess our official, uh, 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 our official post credit scene for the week. I want to talk what? about this Jada Pinkett Smith thing. Oh Lord! Can I? You, 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 and I both are. I, I want. I want to phrase this in this way, okay? Not from like you know, the mainstream media, right? You did media in college, right? Media communications in college? Yeah, journalism, yeah, but all that stuff, all that stuff tied into one, yeah. Okay, I did media communications. I want to, can we focus on this thing from that lens only? That's how I want to focus on this. This is the worst public relation job ever. It's terrible. It's beyond terrible. It's no. it, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Ugh. I'm, ugh. Like, it's it's like it's the way I described it is once Will Smith's hand hit Chris Rock, like his hand, the PR team was like, bye, we give up. Goodbye. We give up. It's like, what the hell? There's no there's no there's no damage there's no damage control of this. There's nothing you can do to salvage this. It's just it's off the rails and it's just gonna keep like they're digging the hole six feet deep and they're just gonna keep digging until they hit the center of the earth. And then again they keep digging some more somehow. Like it it's just it gets worse every time. Every something every week this thing is getting worse. I mean, but it's like I mean not for nothing, and this is going outside of the journalism realm, but are we not surprised? Because like, Jada Pinkett Smith is not a good person. Like, I don't know who is or isn't in this family. I, I like listening to Jaden Smith's music, and that's about it right now. That's all I'm. Fo- that's yeah. it. Like, it's just like you know, I don't know what the hell's yeah. going on with this family, and it's ridiculous. I mean, everybody knows about her relationship with Tupac, and it's obvious because I mean, duh, like, everybody knows how that was. Um, but like. Uh, like I mean, Will and Will Smith hasn't been you know he hasn't been faithful all the way either. We know that, but like Jesus, man, like like she's kicking him while he's down and he's just taking it. But it's like, oh, what else can he do? And it's like she can't. I mean, she obviously doesn't care about what's left of her image, and he. Do, I don't think he cares either at this point. Like it's just 
at this point, there's nothing you can do from a PR standpoint or from, from a communication. There's nothing you can do to save this. There's nothing you can do to make it look... It can't look any... There's no way it can look any worse than what it does now. Again, my focus is from a public relations standpoint. If you're, if you and I are on the PR team for Jada, are we telling... I'm not... I'm. I'm telling her, bro, just talk a little bit about the memoir. Like, the memoir, like, here's the thing that people have to understand, right? Like, like from a public relations standpoint, memoirs, like, like bombshell PR memoirs are really good just because people read them, not because yeah. you air the dirty laundry on yeah. national TV to promote the book it's a two it's a weird yep. twofold thing but it's like jada puts this stuff in her book which i assume there's a lot more that we don't know in the book i, I think it's kind of an okay pr situation because it's like it's her memoir who cares right like that's like bad publicity is good publicity when it comes to a memoir in most cases because no one really cares it's a book unless something is like really really egregious like Calling Keanu Reeves a bad human, like that—that's a bad PR statement, Matthew yeah. Perry. Yeah. But you know, but you know what I mean. Like, like who cares, right? But why are you going on the View, the Today Show, being like, "Oh yeah, we've been separated, and there's this, and there's that." Like, no, you don't do this. Yeah. Nobody does that. Nobody you know. does this. Nobody yeah. does then, this. You're not supposed to do then, this. Like. And you know what's crazy on top of it too? It's like, and this is just from another, just a more pop culture standpoint. But just like, you're also saying Tupac with your soulmate, like a a week and a half after they found out basically who killed him. Like, yeah, good. You know, good, and now okay. now that, and like, and now now that's coming around. Like the timing of it is not great either. So yeah, it's again, like, from a PR standpoint, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's just like, it's just like this. Like, do they have no understanding of how public relations works? Like, some of this stuff is so basic. You don't even have to be a medium, like, person to know. Like... I just don't... You, I don't think they care at this point. Like, it, it's just it's just all out there at this point. That's just... It's just like, okay, we can't get much... We, like, there's literally nothing we... Like, we've hit rock bottom with this. So, let's just, just let it all out at this let's point. Let's just go. But it's like... But then... But then, like, my, my issue with it, too, is like... You can go on and... I, I assume that there's some like semi juice like in every memoir there's juicy things in a memoir and then there's semi juicy things. What you do is you save the semi juicy things in your book tour, right? In your media book tour and you leave the juicy stuff for people to read it. Yeah. Uh, let's just theorize for a second that this is the semi juicy stuff. Oh, what Lord. the hell is the juicy stuff? Oh God! Like it's just like, and it's like at this point, like, like if you already know this, like, like who's gonna like? I mean, no, like you said, nobody cares anyway. It's a book, but who's gonna want to read this at this point? Like, no, I'm I'm gonna buy it. I want to read it. Like, I want to read it now because this shit's crazy. Like, what what Uh, I'm theorizing? If I'm what I'm theorizing is right, Brandon, that this is the semi juicy shit. What is the juicy shit? Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like it's like okay, well, yeah, that's a it's you know it is a theory, but it's like at the same time, just like like uh, do we expect like it's almost like it's so just wild the stories that have come out already. It's like 
if it can't get much worse than this or whatever, or like, you know, or at least we, we know who they are, like basically from what it is, like who they are and what they're about and all this stuff. Like, and we know how she is and how they're related, you know, her and Will's relationship is and all this stuff. It's like, what is it really juicy at that point? Because we know how bad it is. But, so, but, like, but here's my question. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm, a, I, I, the, the way I'm going to put this number one is this. We knew it was this bad, but you don't have to publicly say it, right? Because my whole thing, like the Stephen A. Smith meme. Yeah, like like my point. So so like I I was think I've been thinking about this again. Like when the slap happened, I was like, okay, like how do I approach this from a PR standpoint if I was his manager? And to be to be to be frank, I don't think they did a terrible job because. I thought that, okay, he's just kind of sitting, doing whatever. And I don't know if there's a better way to approach a PR nightmare than a YouTube apology. Because I think everyone's going to view a YouTube apology differently. But how else are you going to do it? Are you just going to post it on Twitter like an idiot? Like, no. Like, so I, to be frank, I thought they did the best that they could in the situation. But then it's like, okay... No one needs to talk about Will Smith anymore. No one needs to talk about this, right? Just stay in the shadows. Be a private family for a little while. Be like, you know, Justin Bieber has done a lot of really bad PR shit in his career, right? Oh, yeah. He's done like some of the absolute, even in Seattle, Washington, in a bathroom. This dude's done the most bizarre PR shit. But at the same time, when he does bizarre PR shit, it's kind of gone away because he's taken a break. He's revitalized himself. Like he's done personal things to help with it. But like that time off does in fact help. I'm just using him as a PR example. But it's like, oh, Jada's writing a book. Okay, you can go on a book tour. That's fine. I don't I can leeway my privacy rules for for that. But yeah. I'm not asking you to go out there and be like, "Uh, oh, Will and I have broken up yeah, since 2016 air and, air everything. and air every like yeah. will, will and i have broken up since 2016 then why did the slap happen will i don't i don't fully believe that's true then i don't know yeah. I, I don't know what to do and from a pr standpoint do you know how messed up that is that she said that in public it's pretty yeah. bad like like uh it, it just seems like it's it's just like I, I don't know how to even if I'm a PR this team, me, it's this like, is making me rageful, dude. Because in a media and communications light, I just hate when PR teams give up like this. And they just yeah. don't give a frick. Now if Jada's but, like if then, Jada's like if Jada's like fuck your fuck your PR team, I'll pay you to sit here and be quiet, fine. But Jada, that's why they exist. Like, yeah, but then, but then here, but here's the thing too. Like looking at it from from the team standpoint, it's like they've given up. But can you really blame them? Like we don't blame them for doing that. Like no, like, I don't blame like, them for giving up either. But I still think it sucks. I still think it's no, a horrible it PR suck. job. Yeah, because like you know, you're you're supposed to be kind of covering it up, you know, and doing the best you can with what you got. And it's like, yeah, you know, just to give up and just let her run roughshod all over it. It's like that. That's just that's horrible. It's, it's dumb. Like, it's absolutely super. So what? So my question is: Before the book tour, what you're you're the you're the lead PR guy. What do you tell her? 
what is your what is your perception if you're the PR leader for that that family? What are you telling Jada about what to say? I mean, you button it up the best you can, but you tell her like, hey, like, you know, only like you know, talk about the book, yeah, but keep it very like surface level. Don't you know? Don't dive deep. You know, and it's like let the let the quick thing. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but quick thing. I'm just gonna add this to your point. "Quote unquote," let the book do the talking, Jada. Continue, please. Exactly, but that, but that's where I'm going with that. Is you know, you have to, you have to let the book speak for itself. Like you can promote the book, talk about what, what you know, what the title, you know, the, the title of it, and why you chose that, and like go into like really surface level stuff. But don't, but like the problem is, is even the semi juicy stuff is stuff that's like, it's like okay, but let people read it, like. Everybody knows you're well documented. You're, you and both you and your husband's checkered history, so it's like people are still gonna read it anyway because it's you. So, but like the, so it's, it's so it makes it even worse. So it's like if I'm part of a PR team, I'm like, listen, talk about the book, but you know, because the problem is I don't I don't trust her to just say like we could say oh yeah you know only talk about like the semi juicy stuff, but I don't trust her to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't so, either. So, so it's like at that point, like just just keep it about the book, keep it about the book, keep it very surface level, and like if they ask you any questions to try to poke into it, you know, prod you a little bit, just be like, well, you know, hey, find out in the book, like, cause you know, it's like, hey, you know, or like, you know, give like a little bit of like a like a like a, a wink or whatever to, or you know, to yeah. be like, hey, you know, like kind of tease it, but don't sit there and be like, oh yeah, well, this is me and Will's relationship. This is you know, Tupac was my soulmate. You know, all the like. My God, the more you open your mouth, the worse it's getting. So at this point, it's like if I was your PR team, it's like only keep things very PG at this point. The the only the only thing that's good the about this can. the only thing that's good about this is I'll probably end up buying the book. That's the only good PR thing about this is more people are going to buy the book. So like yeah, your 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 situation is accomplished that you're doing saying this to buy the book, but that doesn't. But that's but that's an audience standpoint. From a PR point, yeah, media yeah. loves this. But in terms, they juice it yeah. up. But in PR, in a PR team, you're not supposed to have this happen. It it's just like, oh, it 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 it's like, I can't even describe. It. It's like Dan Snyder level bad. <laughs> like, I don't think it's that like, bad, but it, it. I don't think it's. Oh that bad well, me. yeah, but wait, because because we're talking like oh. sexual assault, but we're talking not if we're talking non-sexual assault, uh, PR situations. This is the worst. This is the worst I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, like that, like that, like that, like it's it's, it's just pure insanity. It's like welcome to the clown show. Here's the circus. Like that, like that. This is just. I've, I'm almost like every time I talk about this family, it, it like, and it's like we don't talk about it on the show, but it's like every time I hear about it, I talk about it with friends or family, whatever it is. I don't even want to touch on it for more than five seconds. Cause I'm like, I just, I can't stand them. Like, like I, I, at, at this at this point, I don't know how. Like, it's just like, what else can you say about them that hasn't already been said? That Jada hasn't already said herself. <laughs> like it's like this, this just gets worse by the minute and it's like okay at this point it's just a, it's 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 worse than a runaway train at this point just let it go let it go it like doesn't matter again this is why i framed it as a pr thing because that that's the part about like the whole family dynamic and crap look that's their personal business i feel bad for the kids 
Because the kids are probably yeah. fucking angry. And they oh, should yeah. be. Because this is this is gross negligence. This the way I frame this, this is PR gross negligence, and this is family member gross negligence. We all oh, have yeah. we all have issues in our families. We don't go out on on fucking Today Show and talk about it. We don't go on X or Twitter and just be like, "My family sucks." You don't fucking do that. Yeah, I think it's like it's like you know, even if she were to say that, it's like it's like my family sucks. It's like at that point, I'd be cutting her mic off. It was a PR team, and it's like okay. And that's like the problem is that then she goes into it as, and here's why, and it's a laundry Cut. list of crap that. Cut. Like, please. It's stop. just like it's just like stop, my family sucks. Is my family sucks? Here's why. You run onto the set of the Today Show and rip her mic off. Rip it off. I'm rip literally coming in there. I'm literally coming in there like Brian Urlacher. Prime <laughs> Brian Urlacher and just <laughs> tackling her over the table. I don't care. You need to stop. Like, like at that point, like if, if what I have to do to get you to stop is put you in a straitjacket, I will. I don't care. Get her out of there. Get her out of there as fast as possible. Again, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. From a PR, again, that's my focus on this story. From a PR standpoint, this is gross negligence. This is disgusting. This is borderline disrespectful PR. This is disrespecting everybody in media and communications who understands how public relations works. Jada just disrespected all of us. And at the same time, it's the funniest shit on the planet. It's so dumb. Uh, it's because it, like it's funny just because we know how bad their history is and how bad how bad the it is between them. But for her to then say it, that's what makes it laughable. It's like we know how bad it is. It's like why why are you making it worse? Why why don't you just leave it in the book? Don't throw oh. it on the freaking Today Show with billion with fucking millions of viewers all over America. Are you out of your mind? Like, oh, it's so bad. I, I'm, I'm like Raid. Just to talk about the, the, did you hear about the Devil Comet that's coming towards Earth? That's probably gonna kill us all. Oh my God! Did you, what? There's a de- There's another comet. Oh my it, God! It, 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 there. It's, it's quote unquote called the Devil Comet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's three times bigger than Mount Everest, and it's heading towards Earth. Now remember, we always hear that it's heading towards Earth, and it misses us by ten million, like ten million miles. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but, like this one's gonna probably do the same thing too. So, yeah, it says that apparently it's a it's a devil comet with horns. It exploded in space and it's three times bigger than so, the size so of Mount Everest. So it's the New Jersey Devils of comets. Oh, then if you know what if that if that's the case, if that's the case, uh, what better than my state to be ready for something like that to hit us? <laughs> Jersey, Jersey Pine Barrens, Jersey Devil, New Jersey Devils hockey team, you know. Any anything devil related, like this is New Jersey. Oh my God, we are. This is our moment to shine, people. <laughs> so this is so, our moment so to shine. So basically, Brandon 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 Furtado will not be present in next Sunday's episode because he's he died from a devil comment. There I, we go. I will absolutely. My God, I will live stream it as it's coming close to my house. <laughs> like. The, that, the found the the found footage the archival footage you're gonna find is gonna be just me screaming holy shit as the, as the thing just explodes and kills everything within about a 20 million mile radius of my house did you see the okay speaking of 
comments or i think it was like a mini asteroid like a very very small asteroid i think it was either in the uk or australia it hit this guy's house and he became so famous because his house blew up from this asteroid that he made three million off it <laughs> that's ridiculous that's that's the kind of payday i need <laughs> uh here's our story of the week Airline forced to book an extra flight after a group of sumo wrestlers made the plane too heavy to fly. Oh, can oh my god, forget Rome. They're they're it's wait, they're Japan. in the wrong they're it's in the a, wrong sport. Bring them bring them to the U.S. and teach them football. Oh, sumo wrestlers playing football. Did, oh my god, the immovable object. I mean, listen, I know other I know I know players are very speedy in the NFL, even defensive linemen. But my god, you put those big boys on the line. Quarterbacks are gonna are gonna literally make ten thousand chicken sandwiches before they have to throw the ball. I swear, just sit them right on the line. Call it a day. Done. Listen, it it works for Samoan people. I am part Samoan. I know what that's like. It it, oh, so, it works. So, so you're a puka backer, because uh <laughs> yeah, no, I like him. I like, but my my boy all time, well for obvious reasons, is still Troy Palomalu. Um, or or as uh, uh, Pat McAfee calls him, Palomalu. Um, uh, and if and if people don't know where that's from, look up uh, Pat McAfee talking about like the hundred percent play. Yeah, and Pat you know, McAfee C gap, and you'll get it. Yeah, C gap. That yeah. Um, <laughs> like, Pat McAfee goes off for about five minutes as to why that 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 Troy Palomalu ruined his entire vision for what for the play that they were gonna run. That was great, but that but yeah, but oh my god! If you put, I mean, how many of them were on that flight? Wait a minute, how many how many wrestlers were on that flight? Uh, it's in our chat. Take a look at it. Oh oh god! Oh no! Your flight did. see how many. Oh, twenty five. Wait wait twenty five. There's twenty five of them. Oh my god. There's 25 of them, and it says here they weigh 265 or more. Let's just round it up to 300 to make it a nice even number. 300 times 25. That is over 7,500 pounds of, of human. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Read the next thing I'm sending in the chat. Just just read out the headline oh, for our audience. No. <laughs> Oh God! An Indonesian man once became a millionaire after a meteor worth 1.8 million dollars crashed through his roof. That's the story I was looking for. Yes. Oh my God. Wait, wait a minute. I need to read. I need to read the the, the other paragraphs. Read a rare 2.1. A rare 2.1 kilogram. What, what, wait. What is it? Well, how do we credit this? Well, how do we say the the name of the account? Uh, is it just? Puberty, I guess. Puberty? puberty? Yeah, puberty on, puberty on Instagram. That's what we're crediting. Uh, right, continue. Read it. Uh, uh, read, it from there, the yeah, beginning. read it from the beginning and all the way through because it's funny. Yeah. So it says a man in Indonesia woke up one day and became a millionaire after a meteor crashed through his roof. A rare 2.1 kilogram meteorite classified as CM1-2 or 1.5 so uh, carbonaceous chondrite uh, and estimated to be 4.5 billion years old. Crashed into, I guess, Joshua. That's how you say his name. Yeah, or maybe yeah. Hugala Joshua. Yeah, uh, Hatagalong's home mm-hmm. in Kolang, North Sumatra. 
uh, when he was interviewed by local media, he said, when I lifted it, the stone was still warm. <laughs> and, I brought, and I brought it into the house. The sound was so loud that parts of the house were shaking, too. And it says here, uh, he was given multiple offers and negotiated to receive the equivalent to 30 years salary for the rock and enough to build a new local church. Are you serious? I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that not one of the best headlines you've read this year? Oh, my God. I love Oh, I love it. Oh, oh, I know what we can do for our, our actually now that oh, yeah, last wait, topic, here, I just... here's the devil comment. I found Yeah, it. the day. De- the devil comet, yeah, Bro, that's gonna be the great. Devil comet. <laughs> but yeah, you'll you'll see that. I'll, I'll I'll find some more more clips of that. That, that I find we'll, really we'll interesting. Will reach its closest point to Earth until 2024. Uh, the comet will then capture back into our solar system and won't make a cosmic comeback until the year 2095. So the likelihood this hits Earth right. is still very very rare. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's right. I'll be, we'll all be we'll be dead by that point, yeah. maybe, probably, most likely. Yeah. Um, but. Where is it? Uh, so this is actually then this the probably last thing we'll talk about, but this is actually interesting because it involves college football, Michigan with the sign stealing scandal. Did you see that? Okay, what can you explain that story to me? I don't understand that. Uh, it's, I mean, people are making fun of them, calling them the Michigan Astros. Um, but yeah, so it says here, and I'll read the the short little paragraph that goes with it, or the the story that goes with it. Um, so yeah, Michigan stat, well, this is, this is the thing I just got from ESPN now. I mean, I saw this earlier in the day though. Um, Michigan staffer was eyed as the center of an elaborate scouting scheme, sources say. And it says here, uh, a low level staffer with a military background has emerged as one of the, as one of the linchpins in the NCAA investigation into Michigan's alleged science stealing operation. Um, sources told ESPN on Thursday. Uh... I don't care about, oh, so I don't care about the actual they're guy. Just, they're, just si- they're just stealing signs from the sideline, basically. But, but, it, but it says, there, yeah, it says there, a source told ESPN that the Wolverines have used an elaborate scouting system to steal signals from future opponents since at least 2021. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, with the ongoing NCAA investigation into Michigan recruiting and Coach Jim Harbaugh potentially facing additional penalties there. This separate investigation could significantly increase his exposure to additional suspension. I mean, at this, I mean, that's not even additional suspension. He's probably going to get removed. That, They're probably going to fire him. That's um, possible. Damn. And so, in a in a statement Thursday, of course, Harbaugh denied any knowledge of or involvement in the alleged scheme to steal opponent signals through scouting trips to out of town games. Uh, Harbaugh said he would fully cooperate in any investigations and doesn't condone or tolerate anyone doing anything illegal or against NCAA rules. Wait, you um, know he's done it multiple times. Even though it's it's becoming very likely he did it. Um, uh, where is it? It says here, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signals, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment. Um, Crazy. Damn. Uh, but there, there's there's so much more of it. Uh, if you you'll see you, you can look it up in ESPN. But that's big because that I mean obviously for multiple reasons. But like you know in baseball we had the Astros cheating scandal and that rocked the game. Like and this it's like rock Michigan is football one. If this happens, and 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 yeah, and it'll rock college football. And Michigan is I mean obviously for the you know God knows how long for the past definitely five years. Michigan's been a top. Four. They've been a, they've been a CFP contender. Um, 
And so they, since they've been doing this, they've been doing this since 2021. So they've been doing this for already. This is the third season now, allegedly, that they've been doing this. So this this is bad. Like, the, like it's not just bad. Like, the Astros did it for, what, one season pretty much? One, maybe two seasons. This is the third season of this. And in college football, remember, they don't, like, in you know, in pro sports, there's a little bit of, like, yeah, the penalty should be stiffer, but they have to conduct their own investigation. And it's not like you can just say, hey, like, this guy is, is like, you can fire guys. But like, like in college, you know, you have that whole expectation of you know, you know, loyalty and trust and and fairness and all this stuff. Like that's, you know, kind of you know, there, there's gamesmanship in professional sports, but you know, in college, everything's supposed to be a level playing field, really, more more so. So that is just really bad if that's if that's proven to be true. Yeah. I mean that that not that not only discredits Harbaugh's entire program and what he built there, but it obviously tarnishes his legacy. It, it, it well, I mean, it, it, it's going to cost a pretty penny, uh, to, uh, you know, do all sorts of, uh, kind of damage control on that to, 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 I mean, for the whole recruiting thing is going to be, you know, iffy now that they're going forward. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, that's almost as bad as when they tried to, you know, pin the Patriots and Bill Belichick and accuse them of, of, you know, this almost the same thing. Yeah. Um, Spygate. so Spygate. So that's basically what they're doing with this. So this is basically Michigan's Spygate. So yeah. this is, but the thing is, it's crazy because Harbaugh's already been suspended once, and it's already been this season. Like, well, stemming from last season, like Harbaugh's already found himself in controversy with so, this team, with this pro, with this program, and in in the NCAA. So I mean, with this, they keep saying additional suspensions. I wouldn't be surprised if this if this puts the nail in his coffin and he never coaches again. Uh, who knows? So, I don't know. Maybe it'll go to the NFL. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, do you want Do you want to read a couple more interesting headlines for our audience? Yeah, I'll send this yep. to you. Go ahead. Uh, just Just open it and immediately read the the first part that pops up. Just the headline itself. Yeah. Here you go. Let's see. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus Christ. How, how do you just, first of all, wait a minute, wait, wait, before I even read this, how do you discover this is a thing? Uh, okay, but. Oh, I know, I knew rest- about the, I've knew about this sport for a long time. Oh, uh, of, of course, because my God, you, yo, oh, it, it figures you would know about this from up. Uh, uh, <laughs> Toe wrestling world champion had his toenails surgically removed. Yes. What? What? First of all, how do you discover that a that's a sport and b that that's a thing you can do? Katie Nolan. With other people. Katie Nolan. Oh my god! But but, but why Let's would look. you want to? <laughs> like you, who's gonna this video? Like 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 who decides? Who sits there and decides? Yeah, sign me up to play footsie with strangers. Uh, and, and, and the other one that I'm going to send you, you can actually read the whole post because it's actually really fascinating. Oh, no. Oh, also, this, oh, our, oh, oh we're done also, for. Also, also, I'm going to say a couple more things. Uh, they're doing it. They're trying to do a GTA game on Netflix. And Christopher Nolan said Taylor Swift's theatrical run is fantastic for movie theaters. So there you go. Christopher Nolan's stamp of approval of Taylor Swift. Uh, but here's our last story of the day. 
Go oh ahead. boy. <laughs> and 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 it concerns me for the future of our planet. Uh you could just British start, school. You could just read yeah. the, read the actual like uh thing. You don't have to read the the headline. No, but people people, people should really hear the headline. Okay, though. go. Uh uh, a British school has appointed an AI robot as its principal. Now, uh, God, we were we're messing with we are messing with things that that we're not supposed to be messing with, and uh, we're gonna. Pay, uh, there's no doubt in my mind we're gonna pay dearly for it when it when it comes time for the robots to take over the world. Um, but okay, so a private boarding school in the UK has employed a robot named Abigail Bailey as principal. What? Why did you name it? The robot. Uh, this robot. God, this ro- this robot will work alongside the human principal at the school. Oh, work alongside. Oh, really? Oh, that's what, that's that's what you think. Uh, this robot. This robot will work alongside the human principal at the school and will provide enhanced decision making. <laughs> What the fuck does that Wait. mean? <laughs> what the fuck is it? says, Abigail will give advice on a broad range of topics, including how to support teachers, students, and those people with special needs. This collaboration between the school and an AI developer gives the students access to the AI, and it will operate. <laughs> it will operate similarly to ChatGPT. <laughs> Why? Why would you want that? Why would you want it to operate like ChatGPT? The last uh, part is the funniest part, though. Uh, Abigail, the chatbot, Jesus Christ, will give responses to all the students' and teachers' inquiries. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no! This is the main chat too. Oh no! Oh God! Yeah, see, someone else had the same thought I did. Someone put in, put in, in, in with an asterisk, assistant to the human principal. My <laughs> the same thought I had. Yes. Oh my God! Someone sees that. Oh my God! Yeah, here we go. Uh, Are there good comments so, minus that? Someone, someone put a gif with a Terminator. <laughs> Oh, there's more. Um, someone said, "Someone said, imagine shouting back at him." And then someone said, "I am sorry. As an AI language model, I am not capable of shouting back." Uh, the one one says, "Um, the AI quote unquote pay your teachers more to help with burnout." The school board quote unquote the AI headmistress did not work out. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, god. oh no. Oh my god. Oh god, wait a minute. ChatGPT oh. is my professor. Fuck that. ChatGPT is your fucking principal. I saw that. Bro, and they named it Abigail Bailey. Just say hi, oh, Abigail. Man. Hi, Mrs. Bailey, Miss Bailey. Oh, Imagine. Lord. You know what they should do at the school? They should create a male one so they can mate and have kids all over the school. <laughs> No, don't don't put that hell out of the universe. Don't do like, that. Like South Park, like the South Park oh, PC principal. God. Oh my god! And, do you remember that episode of it? South Park? Uh, yeah, I do. Yes. Everybody talks about. Everybody yeah. talks about that damn episode That's too. So good. So oh good. my god! Someone put a someone put a gif of I. Speaking of Will Smith, this ties it back to full circle. Someone put a gif of iRobot in in the chat. Oh lord. Oh. 
This is great. All right. We got to read more of those stories because from poverty because they have good stories and it's really funny. oh we're gonna oh any for, for everybody listening we're gonna bring you some great stories though we're, we're gonna we find we find great ones every single day we literally oh, this do is great my thank you one of, a bunch my my friend got me into this one and um oh yeah bill gates has a real life periodic table in his house um, uh, of course it's bill freaking gates, gates. jesus um, Oh, did you see? Oh my god. You're gonna love... Speaking of demons, we're gonna finish off with this one. And I'll put it in the main chat. Speaking of demons and AI, just read the headline. This is gonna be our last one. (laughs) You know what's funny? I saw this. (laughs) Oh, yes. AI generated Steve Harvey running away from demons and it's hilarious. I've I've seen these pictures because I've seen people posting it on their stories. So I've seen these pictures and I'm not gonna lie, this is why I love AI. Like for this, this is fine. To for it to be like a new way of making memes and stuff, that's fine. But everything else we should not be messing with. But this is hilarious. Like I, I love I love and especially because Steve Harvey makes the best faces. So to have him running away from from AI generated monsters is great. Speaking of Halloween, are you gonna get M M&M and M candy refills for free? Cause I'm doing that. God, I I really want to. I mean, I love M and M's. Jesus, I just don't know where where can I get the way. Where can I get it? It's on. It's on. I'll send you the website. Oh, oh my! I, I have one more. God, these are so good. We could do this for hours. Yeah. Do the, the, the this will be our last one though. I wish I was this man. Uh, man who was mistakenly given $147,925 by the bank was told he could keep it. Oh my god, I wish. What What in the GTA is this? <laughs> he had $1 in his account. Yeah, oh my god. Bro, why is it always overseas? You notice how that this doesn't happen? In the U.S. or you know, in in Canada, like no, not over here. No, it always happens in the U.K. Hey, always, always. Don't care about the money. <laughs> they just say, you know what? Screw it. Let's have some fun over like the over everything's. They don't want to talk about us being the wild wild west. Look at what's going on over there, and tell me that's not the wild west. Jesus. Oh my God! I, I wish I was that man. You know. I, I love Coach Popovich. Yesterday, he was like, yo, I was really debating trying to get ejected from the game so I could watch game four of the WNBA finals. That's my guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who Greg, cares? Greg Popin. Who cares about Pop. who cares about NBA preseason? Watch the Aces win an NBA title. Frick yeah, or WNBA well, title. He, Frick yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he's gonna care because he has to see what Wemby's doing. So Yeah. I mean, I mean, and when Wemby's lighting it up right now. But also, uh, who is it? Um, the uh, it's um, oh my God, the the pop is the reason that uh that the head coach of the Aces got her start, Becky Hammond. There we go. So yeah, and now Becky Hammond goes from oh NBA teams are considering interviewing her. NBA teams are interviewing her too. Oh yeah, she's now a two-time WNBA champion. Go figure. In yeah. back-to-back seasons, NBA teams missed on her. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of what NBA teams. I mean, there's a lot of bad ones. Toronto, there, Toronto was the main one that interviewed her. I think. Wow, and that's that's because they had that championship pedigree, at least that that playoff pedigree in the past. You know, obviously yeah. five seasons or so. So that's yeah. actually interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for us. We did two hours. We did thirty minutes on dumb stories. <laughs> AI yeah, chat on, on, robots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically all of these are pretty much a, a, first of all, since all these are news stories too, this is all media, journalism, PR. These are our worst nightmares come to life. That's, so, our, that's our pop culture topic. Nightmares come to life before Halloween. Yeah, I, oh God. Jesus, this, this is, this is really is our nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> all right, well. Thank you for joining me, Brandon. Uh, we'll see you all on Sunday. No country for old men. Your reaction to Eagles Dolphins. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my God. As, as if it couldn't get any worse with the Eagles Jets. I'm 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 preparing. For, I'm bracing for impact. I'm bracing for the worst. You're bracing for you're bracing for the impact of the meteor. Uh, that too. Oh my God. Both. Oh. It, oh. If it hit. Oh, I'm just saying it's not going to. If but it hits if, during if, the game when you're down by twenty. Oh my god. Like the the sky will literally be falling. And and that's scary. But but Jesus, I'm so not ready to have that conversation. Yeah, like hey, the meteor struck my house. Also, the Eagles got creamed. How <laughs> else can my <laughs> how, how else? Well, what else can go wrong in well, my life? At least you get 2 million dollars if it hits directly at your house. Oh, oh, please in New Jersey they'd be like, "Ah, okay. So we're getting we're giving to give you, you know, about 2 million bucks. Great." Okay, except, yeah, we're taking about 1.5 of it away from you because for taxes. Yeah, that's nice. Must be nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that said, that is it for our episode today. Thank you for joining me, Brandon, and we'll see you all back on Sunday. Yep, can't wait. Take care, everybody.